In today's episode, we'll be talking about how I tracked my finances at the start of my business, all the way up to how I track my finances today. I'm Siobhan Lave, coach and strategist to bakers. I help bakers move from feeling overwhelmed, juggling all the things, to being the CEO of their business. Maybe you've started baking as a hobby and you're at a point where this hobby is now turning into a business. Or you've already turned your passion for baking into a business, but you're looking to get to the next level. Buttercream recipes, cake tutorials, and sugar cookie classes can only get you so far. It takes real business skills and marketing strategies to be a successful business. When you're ready to become the CEO of your business and work on your business rather than in it, join me here where I share with you industry secrets that I've learned from marketing and business courses, working with mentors and coaches, and my experiences of almost a decade in the baking industry. This is the CEO Baker Podcast. So as soon as I had my first bank account, you better believe that I tracked everything in a cash book. Like, you know, those like I don't even remember what it's called anymore anymore. But, you know, like you have a checkbook and then you have. Oh, it's a cash register, I believe. Yes, I tracked everything that way. And it totally brought me joy. And I think it brought me joy because I'm very analytical and I love to make sure everything is correct. And I like to see the overall picture. So I always tracked my finances, my personal finances, whether it was in a one of those cash registers. Sometimes I would put it like in a composition book. So when I started the Sugar Hut in 2013, I did what I knew best, right? And that was to track my finances. I knew that it was important that I needed to track my sales. I needed to track my expenses. And the only way I knew how to was in a composition book. So that's exactly what I did. So what I would do is I would have a planner. And in that planner, this is when I was still at home, in that planner, I would track all of my orders and the price of the orders. So like the grand total. And I would track how much I made per week. I had a separate sheet of paper with all the expenses. So I knew I wasn't spending more money than I made and it worked for so long I want to say it worked for at least a year and it worked for so long until I started getting more orders right and realizing okay wait I don't even have time to sit down and actually plug in these numbers so now I'm like maybe two weeks behind three weeks behind a month behind and when you're that behind you're just like f it (laughs) i literally don't have time to do it and i'm just gonna hope and pray that everything is is all dandy so as i began to get more orders i realized that it was taking me like an entire day to sit down and figure out um you know balancing my books figuring out how much money the business made figuring out what my expenses were, where everything was going. And 
I think the hardest part about doing it on a composition book was the fact that I had to run all the calculations myself, meaning it was me, my composition book, a pen, because I don't like to use pencil, a pen, and my phone. And I would literally, I remember running those numbers over and over and over and over, like sometimes three to five times because I didn't match up with the bank. And that's all because of human error, right? So after about a year and a half of tracking it that way, I finally grew a brain and realized, hey, I can do it on an Excel spreadsheet. Boy, was that magical because all I had to do was plug in, I wrote the date, the order, and the amount. And then I I ran that calculation. Like, you know how you can, I don't even know, I'm not an expert in Excel, but you can kind of create the sum of everything that I want to say saved me at least 50% of my time from what I was doing before with the composition book. So that was glorious. And I did it that way for a solid two years, I would say. And it worked well. Um, my, my books were balanced. I actually used those like for my taxes. Um, I used it to get a loan for my food truck, which was actually this Nissan van. <laughs> and that worked well until, right, until I went another level higher. And I realized, okay, come on, there has to be a better way to do this than what I'm currently doing in this Excel spreadsheet because I'm typing everything out. And although it's saving me time with not having to run the calculations because it's doing it for me, there still has to be an easier way. And that's when I found QuickBooks. So I remember looking at QuickBooks before and I want to say it was maybe like 50 bucks a month. And my frugal ass was like, no, I am not going to pay $50 a month (laughs) because because I can do it myself. So I can save the $50, right? But that is a whole other story for another day. And one that I'll talk about how my money mindset has changed. But anyway, I want to say that was probably one of my biggest business mistakes was the fact that I didn't sign up for a system that kind of ran the reports for me, such as QuickBooks, or even like with Square, you know, Square has the reports for sales, but it doesn't have the reports for like expenses and whatnot. So I remember finally making the move and purchasing the QuickBooks subscription, which I still have to this day. And I use the online subscription, which is wonderful. And the reason why it's so wonderful is you get access to support. So you can call support if you have any questions regarding QuickBooks. And I've called them a lot of times, especially in the beginning of my business. You know, I have a funny story to tell you. So I want to say I was using QuickBooks for maybe a solid year. And I felt pretty confident. I had my chart of accounts. A chart of accounts is um, like your categories, basically. So like, for example, you have rent and lease, you have cogs or ingredients, packaging, advertising, 
car and truck um, travel expenses. That's what will be in your chart of accounts. And so everything was glorious. And then I saw this button and it said reconcile. And I said, I've never pressed the reconcile button. What does that mean? (laughs) And so I remember I tried to press reconcile and it said something like I was off by a certain amount, which I don't even remember the amount right now. But I freaked out. I caught QuickBooks and I was like, I have never pressed the reconcile button before. Is this necessary? And they're like, um, it's kind of necessary because that button will tell you whether your account is balanced. So almost like back to where like, you know, you, you do your own personal finances and you're tracking your things in your cash register. That's kind of like what the reconcile button was. Oh, Lord. So I remember. I think I took. I want to say two to three days to finally fix, fix my entire QuickBooks and make sure that I have everything in there correctly so I can reconcile it. And currently I am. It's been reconciled maybe for, I don't know, I think I've been finally using that button now for the past four years. (laughs) But I totally wish that I used QuickBooks earlier in my business. If I had used a system like QuickBooks, there's um, there's also a lot of other systems out there. So QuickBooks, yes, is a subscription base where you have to pay monthly, but you could even start with something like, I think it's called mint.com and it's for personal expenses, but I mean, you could use it for your business too and I believe it's free. And what it does, similar to QuickBooks, is you can connect your checking account, or if you have a credit card account, you can connect those to the system so that when you run transactions or expenses, it automatically gets downloaded to that system. So you no longer need to enter the date. You don't need to enter what it was, where it came from, because it automatically populates that for you, saving you so much time. And what you're doing is you're just going through your receipts, making sure that whatever has come in is correct and making sure that everything came in correctly, right? Also, you could reconcile your account. But the reason why you want something like something that can track this is you would you want to pull reports. And so what I do is I actually look at my reports weekly, bi-monthly, and monthly. Um, Weekly is just like a tiny look. I don't do too much analysis on it. Um, But bi-monthly and monthly is where I will print out my report. So I print out the profit and loss report. And what the profit and loss report does is it gives you your income or your sales and your expenses. So you can see how profitable your business is for a specific time. And so what I do is I pull it mid-month to see if I am hitting all of my budgeted categories. So for example, there are, I think there's five categories that I constantly look at because those are my bigger categories for me. And so that is my overhead, my labor, my ingredients, 
my packaging and my advertising. So I make sure that I am in the general range of percentage that I am comfortable with being in. And I'll go ahead and share that with you too, in case um, you want to do the same. So for overhead, overhead means any rent you may pay if you're in a space um, and your utilities. So I try and make sure that my overhead is not over 10% of the income that I bring in. For labor, so labor is if you pay anyone or maybe even if you pay yourself, um, if you're just a sole, um, solepreneur, um, it could include, for me, it includes health insurance, it includes workers' comp insurance, payroll taxes, all of that stuff. And I try to shoot for a percentage of anywhere between 25% to 30%. Um, advertising, I try to stay within 5% or below. Usually it's below though. And ingredients, I usually try and stay within 20%. So 20% of my income goes to ingredients. And packaging... I want to say packaging is definitely below 5%, but I try to keep it within 2%. So those are the percentages that I look at monthly. And you can create your own set of percentages where you find that you're comfortable with. But it's definitely important if you are looking for either trying to cut expenses because you want to keep more money in your pocket or whether you're looking to see if, you know, if you've already cut, then maybe you have to increase um, sales or increase income. So if I <laughs> continue to do it the way I used to do it with a composition book, it would take me so long to create a profit and loss report because I would have to like individually, I would probably individually highlight everything, break them up into categories and run these totals and it would take me probably the entire day. But with QuickBooks or with a system, like an accounting system, that they automatically do it. They automatically calculate everything for you as long as you have all of your accounts um, linked up with that. So that is one of the reasons why I love, uh, what is it called? Like in an automated system like QuickBooks and definitely try and check out mint.com too. Managing QuickBooks is something a bookkeeper would do for you. I am currently not at a stage where I have a bookkeeper do it and it's because I love to run numbers. Like it, it really lights me up when I look at these numbers. And you know what I just realized? I forgot to tell you what I do monthly. So monthly I do the same profit and loss report um, but just checking to see if I hit my targets. Um, if there is an overage, so if I spent too much in a specific category, then I have to just keep a, a careful eye to make sure I don't overspend for the next month. Um, another option is you could hire a CPA to do this for you. I have a CPA, but I don't use a CPA to manage the bookkeeping of my business. I usually just have her for my taxes. And I want to say I got pretty lucky with the CPA that I found, which was actually um, the CPA that my grandma uses. And I say I'm pretty lucky because she allows me to call her whenever 
like whenever throughout the entire year, not just during tax season, whenever I have a question. She's also open to, you know, having meetings, whether I have to figure out, okay, like, is this a good business decision with finances? What is your perspective? And so, yeah, so if you don't have a CPA already, I would highly suggest you meet with at least three, at least three and see which one you love, which one kind of, you know, gives you a good vibe. But just remember that it is your business and you are the CFO, Chief Financial Officer of your business. And it is your responsibility to make sure you're being a good steward with your money. And I want to say we've all had that come (laughs) come to Jesus moment, right? Where it's normally December, or January. That's anyway, that's where it's been for me. And I find myself sitting, probably kneeling on the ground and crying, praying to Jesus that I'm so sorry for mismanaging my money. And, you know, I'm, I wasn't a good steward of it and whatnot. Right. And I had found myself in that situation once too many times. And I'm finally happy that I am never allowing myself to go back there again because it's pretty crappy. It's pretty crappy to know that you worked your ass off, right, for your business. And at the end of the year or at the end of the day, you didn't manage it correctly. So my hope for you is that using something like either a composition book, if that's what you got, an Excel spreadsheet, or even a better system that you can do online like QuickBooks or Mint. I hope that you use something like that, that you download profit reports and try to read the numbers and try to see what story your numbers are telling you. Your numbers will tell you whether you're being a good steward of the money and of the blessings that you're receiving and the sales and the customers or whether you're not, and you have to make some serious changes. (laughs) So I dare you take a look at your finances this week, um, because that is a big portion of your business, right? Um, And, you know, check back, let me know, send me a message on DM, Um, send me an email, it's hello at the CEO Baker. Let me know how you're doing. I would love to hear from you and chat with you. Thank you for listening to the CEO Baker podcast. If you loved what you heard today, make sure you take a screenshot and share it on Instagram. Tag me at the CEO Baker. It would mean so much if you take a minute to leave a review. While you're at it, don't forget to subscribe and come back every single week for more. For show notes, links, and other awesome resources, head to theceobaker.com slash podcast.